the coronavirus. Catching this cold could kill you. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about the coronavirus emergency on Access Health Radio. Dr. Forrest, today we are talking about something that's really scary, a new virus. It can be spread just like the common cold, but it's deadly. I know that a lot of listeners have heard about this new coronavirus, but I understand you're going to try to shed some light on it and maybe offer uh, some precautions as well as some reassurance. That's right. It seems like every day we keep hearing about this coronavirus as the lead story on many news programs, yet most people do not really know a lot about this virus, including a lot of healthcare professionals. Uh, Initially, this was a problem only in this small area of Wuhan, China, but it has quickly grown, and in that country, it is an emergent issue. If only one out of four people in China were to catch this virus, it could kill 8 million people just in that country based on the current mortality rate. So there are a few things that make this virus uh, dangerous. The first is that it appears that it may spread from person to person. Uh, This means that you can catch it uh, much in the same way as you would catch a typical cold. And think about how common colds are and how easy they are to spread, you know, within a household. Uh, The other feature is that most of the people who are contagious with the coronavirus they're not going to seem that sick. Uh, They might be contagious for days before they have any significant symptoms, and they might only at first have mild coughing or sneezing. It might just look like somebody who's got a regular cold. And also, this particular strain is one that generally people haven't ever been exposed to before. So, you know, people haven't built up antibodies or anything like that, and there hasn't been a vaccine for it in the past. Uh, So there's really not going to be anybody who's going to be, you know, totally immune to this. Something that can be transmitted and looks like a cold, but that nobody's immune to. That is really scary stuff, and it has the potential to be deadly on top of that. Yes, it, it's pretty concerning. I mean, physicians got notifications on their computer systems this week directly from the CDC or Centers for Disease Control about the coronavirus and their recommendations. However, it is important that people do not panic or be you know, more concerned than they need to be here in the United States. So far, there have been very few cases in the U.S., and efforts are really being made uh, to prevent it from spreading here, you know, such as the screenings in airports and quarantining people that are flying here from that hot zone of the little town of Wuhan in China. So for right now, the chances of someone here catching this virus or dying from it here is still very unlikely. Yeah, I heard that the CDC is saying that it is very unlikely that it's going to, to show up here. So that is some good news. What about if the situation changes? Are there things that people should watch for or pay attention to on the news about the coronavirus? You know, I think the right now the most important thing for people to do is to have some daily awareness about what is going on and pay attention to the news reports and particularly the numbers of cases and also the places where those cases are. Now, if, for example, if the United States map started showing cases in every state 
or if let's say there were more than a thousand cases here in the United States, then it would be time to at least make sure you had made some basic preparations. And in my opinion, it's always good to be as prepared as you can be because sometimes, you know, outbreaks of disease and disasters can happen pretty quickly. Um, I'll actually have a list of basic equipment and supplies that I'd recommend uh, having, you know, at your home for medical emergencies uh, on our website at accesshealthradio.com because everybody needs sort of some basic items, you know, in case they have to sort of shelter in place for a few days at their home. Uh, and some of that's medical type stuff, and some of that's just, you know, basic survival type things, you know, if you have to be sort of shut in at your house. Something else I think I would look out for is if you start start to see any states here in the United States that are declaring an official state of emergency, or you see airlines in the United States limiting travel within the United States, that would be even more concerning. And if that was to come to pass, it would indicate that this was going to be a serious problem here, you know, on our shores. And at that point, you really need to be prepared for that situation. If you look at China, they've created all sorts of travel and other restrictions due to this. And anybody coming in contact with those possibly infected are wearing full body suits and respirators. And if those type precautions start happening here, that is when it might be time to hunker down. But that is clearly not the case yet. And hopefully the efforts you know, being made at containment are going to prevent us from, from getting that far here. I do have to say, I was a little concerned when you walked in today and you had a mask on. I, I was is there something I don't know? But I'm glad you, you were yeah, just that kidding. Was, that, 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 was, that was just to get you going for today. <laughs> you so. did. I'll tell you that. Well, I'm glad we're covering this topic today. There's nothing more timely, it seems, in the news about our health right now. And it seems like something we should be paying attention to. Now, straight ahead, we'll have our Access Health Radio Tip of the Week and more important information on the coronavirus. Stay tuned. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. We're talking about the coronavirus today, a very hot topic in the world of health and medicine, and so you'll want to stay tuned for what we've got for you today. Right now, time for the Access Health Tip of the Week. We'd like to thank WeCare for sponsoring the Access Healthcare Tip of the Week. They provide great service, unmatched low prices, and even local free delivery. They are an independent local pharmacy located in Apex, and their number is 919-629-6010. And you can look them up online at wecareofapex.com. The tip of the week this week is really not to panic. When you hear about a new disease or you hear about a new virus you know, on the news, you don't want to instantly panic. You definitely want to pay attention. You want to keep it on your radar. But you know, new diseases are popping up all of the time, and usually they are not this widespread or serious. However, you also don't want to be an ostrich and you know, stick your head in the sand uh, and, you know, go weeks without listening to the news or every time you hear this story kind of, you know, fast forwarding on the DVR or whatever, you do want to keep keep up to date on it uh, and look for some red flags. Again, like if you start hearing, you know, in uh, certain states, they've declared a state of emergency or they've put travel uh, restrictions on that affect your specific area. Those are things and those are sort of red flags you need, would need to pay attention to. All right. Now, that's a good point you bring up, Dr. Forrest. What 
is the coronavirus exactly? And what are some of these symptoms that we need to be paying attention for? Symptoms of the new coronavirus can range from symptoms like a mild cough to more severe symptoms, including fever and difficulty breathing, which might seem, you know, sort of like a typical pneumonia, according to the CDC. And the best information from the CDC so far shows that the incubation period is believed to be between 2 and 14 days. The new coronavirus is in the same family as the common cold. Uh, In fact, I remember in medical school, they would talk about a variety of viruses called rhinoviruses and coronaviruses that is what most of us uh, experience as the cold. Um, so the coronavirus, they call it that just because of the way it looks. It, ha- it looks like it has almost a little uh, sort of halo crown around it. Um, and, you know, it's normally uh, in a set of viruses that aren't that harmful, that normally people would get the sniffles from. Maybe it would only last a couple days and be gone. But it is in the same family as SARS and also MERS. And we know the trouble that SARS has, has caused, particularly in Asia. So, and coronavirus is one of the interesting things about them, and it turns out it may end up being the source here, is that coronaviruses are able to jump from animal to human. And that's always a problem when you've got a virus that's been, you know, had its reservoir or going around from animal to animal, and then all of a sudden it can make that jump, then it's something humans, you know, haven't been exposed to. And, uh, you know, currently the World Health Organization, also known as WHO, has declared this a public health emergency. They actually had a recent meeting about it and decided that they would put that status, you know, on the coronavirus. So what are some of the things people can do to prevent getting sick, not just from the coronavirus, but other colds? Well, first, and this may come as no surprise, you know, wash your hands. Uh, Hand washing is the most effective way to prevent the spread of diseases, especially viruses that can live on surfaces like coronavirus can. Uh, Anytime you touch your face with your hands and you have not washed them beforehand, you can expose yourself to the germs that are on your hands. Uh, You know, I don't want to make people paranoid, but, you know, every time you touch a doorknob, a keyboard, a desk, a phone, etc., that's been touched by someone else, you've picked up germs from that surface. And some viruses can live on doorknobs and phones for hours or days. And this is one reason that, you know, the grocery store cart handles are now frequently disinfected with those wipes. And, you know, if the person who had the grocery cart before you had been sneezing and then touched the cart, those virus particles could be all over those handles. So if you touch the handle, then those germs are on your hands. And then if you make contact with your face before you get your hands washed, then you've transmitted those to you. Uh, It is okay if you get germs on your hands. Uh, That's going to happen to everyone. The key is that you want to make sure that, you know, if you have uh, your nose or your eye itches, you don't scratch that itch until you've had a chance to wash your hands or use hand sterilizer before you put your hands on your face. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And we're talking about the coronavirus and how to prevent it today, what to look for. Dr. Forrest, what about preventing colds and viruses in general? Lots of folks walking around sneezing and coughing. How can we protect ourselves from that? Well, you know, it honestly depends mostly on the person who is sick being considered and trying to avoid spreading the germs. 
the most effective method has been shown to be, you know, coughing or sneezing into your own elbow. And this is much better than having a tissue in your hands. You know, your hands you touch things with. You don't touch many things with the in, inside part of your elbow. And it prevents the sick person from having lots of germs on their hands, which they can touch all kinds of surfaces with. And, you know, I've never seen a person open a door with their elbow. So uh, the other thing to know about sneezes is that they can travel over six feet and come out at around 100 miles per hour. So if someone is sneezing or coughing, then staying outside at least of that six-foot radius will help. Uh, I have to admit it. Sometimes when I'm in a room with someone that sneezes or coughs, I will often turn my head away and even hold my breath for up to 10 seconds, you know, out of just being cautious. So, uh, you know, even though coronavirus isn't here yet, uh, you know, we're not seeing it. Uh, for any type of viral type infections, these are just kind of common sense solutions. And if we do start to have cases here, these type things are going to become especially important. I've said it before, but I don't know how doctors and nurses keep from being sick all the time. It's just, it's amazing to me that you stay as healthy as you do. You know, one of the interesting things about that is uh, if I look back at all the colds and things like that I've caught over the last 20 years, none of them have been at the doctor's office, Hmm. you know, Uh, because at the doctor's office, you know, you wash your hands, you sterilize yourself between patients, you keep the surfaces clean. So most of the cases where I've gotten sick, I actually knew it had happened. Times when I had shaken hands in public, like, uh, you know, at church after our greeting, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, my eye starts to itch and I scratch it, or, you know, I I go to eat something and I realize I just shook hands with somebody and didn't Mm -hmm. wash my hands. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, in the doctor's office, to some degree, is the safest place for us because uh, we are very conscious, you know, patient to patient and room to room about washing our hands and sterilizing things. So it's actually, we feel as healthcare workers, more vulnerable outside of that. Brings up a point, though, that's interesting. Uh, One of the big concerns in China so far has been that there's been a lot of infections of healthcare workers with this. Mm. So people that have been exposed to the patients have apparently been catching this. And that's a big concern because you don't want the healthcare workers trying to help these people getting sick. Um, So that's something we'll have to keep an eye on, too. Now, you mentioned uh, hand sterilizer gels, things like those. Uh, My wife swears by those. She she carries one of those little bottles in her purse at all times. Do they actually work? What about uh, antibacterial soap as well? Well, research on hand sanitizers show that they do help. However, they differ widely in their potency. So the ones that are alcohol-based are the most effective, but they only kill the germs if the hands are thoroughly covered and then allowed to dry completely. And the problem with the antibacterial soap is twofold. First, most consumer-available soap does not kill viruses. So, for example, if you were using antibacterial soap on your hands trying to prevent coronavirus, the actual antibacterial ingredient wouldn't help. It would just cut down on the number of bacteria on your hands. Also, using this type of soap all of the time can lead to resistance where you might actually have bacteria on your hands that are no longer even killed by the active ingredient. So uh, washing your hands is great. Using hand sanitizer is terrific. Uh, Using antibacterial soap every time you wash your hand doesn't really accomplish a lot. Well, okay, good to know. Thank you, Doc. After the break, we're going to discuss key points about the coronavirus and we'll have Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week straight ahead. 
talking about the coronavirus this week on Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and we're going to get back to that in uh, just a second. But first, our Access Health Radio Trivia of the Week. The Trivia of the Week has to do with the population of China. Mike, do you have any guesses? Oh, well, a a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of folks. Well, it turns out that the population of China is about one and a half billion people. Mm. And the entire Earth only has seven and a half billion people. So China makes up a good portion of the world's population. That's, That's one of the reasons you know that an infection like this is so concerning. Absolutely. All right, we've been talking about the coronavirus, which originated in China. At least this outbreak has. What are some of the key points to remember from today's show about the coronavirus, Doc? Well, first and foremost, uh, there's no reason to panic yet. Uh, While you should pay attention to news updates on the virus and what numbers look like here, currently there's no reason to change your daily routine at all. Remember that you don't want to catch any virus that can make you sick, and you are much more likely to catch other viruses. So remember to wash your hands, use hand sanitizer often, and every time before you eat or touch your face, and avoid being in close contact with people who show any obvious signs of being sick as much as possible. That's always just sort of a general good precaution. Second, having some emergency preparedness supplies is a great idea to plan for any emergency, particularly an infection-based one. But please don't run out to the store and buy all of the respiratory masks you can find. This creates a real shortage for people that need those now. And a national medical news correspondent recently pleaded with the public not to do that as it could create a national shortage of masks for medical professionals. And that would be bad for everyone. And I actually had a patient this week who works at one of the larger local hardware stores tell me that they are completely wiped out and already cannot keep any of the respirators in stock. So wow. we, we really don't need to, to go and deplete all the masks. Uh, not yet. So uh, don't, don't panic yet. It is good to have some preparedness supplies, but just beware of that. And, you know, last of all, this, this coronavirus is not going to be the only new and emerging infectious viral threat. These things pop up at least every decade and some of the more severe ones every century or so, and they can cause pandemics uh, where almost everyone is affected, either themselves or family members. Okay, thanks, Dr. Forrest. I appreciate that. You know, this is one of those topics where people are going to have a lot of questions. How do they go about uh, getting in touch with you if they do have a question about this? If listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have those answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send us an email directly at accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And if they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. And after the show, if people missed part of it or they want friends or family to hear it, they can always listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com. And we also provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. Thanks, Doc. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks. Great topic. Oh, yeah, I want to make sure people knew about the coronavirus. So our scripture from this week is from Second Chronicles 29, New International Version. If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. 
Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show this week, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.